0: You're listening to the Getting Smart Podcast. I'm your host, Shawnee Carruthers, and today we're joined by some innovators in Colorado's Embark Education program. Embark Education is a micro-middle school in North Denver embedded in two small businesses, Penwell Coffee and Framework Cycles. Embark supports students to courageously inquire, engage, and discover a sense of self in an environment that is learner-centered, integrated and embedded. I'm so excited to introduce you to Brian Hayosaka, an Embark educator and incoming head of school. Brian is joined by three amazing students today, Mara, who is a sixth grader, Neela, seventh grader, and Lachlan, eighth grader. Everyone, thanks so much for being here today. How are you?
1: Good. How are you?
0: Oh, I'm doing great. I'm even better now that I'm talking to a group of students, which is always a delight. So thank you so much for being here. Brian, I'm going to start with you. How did you get connected with Embark Education?
2: It's kind of a funny story. Um, a couple of years ago, I was an assistant principal at a local Montessori school, and uh, the principal forgot she had a meeting with this guy named Miguel, and she suckered me into the meeting because that's what principals do. And if he told me about this new school that sounded kind of nuts, to be honest with you. Uh, but as he was pitching the school idea to me, he, he was trying to recruit students from our school. And actually, as he left that the, the building, I thought to myself, you know what? This is the space for my nephew, who had struggled to find his own, his own space in education. Uh, and he really thrived at Embark from the get-go. And uh, about halfway through the year, he invited me on a ski trip uh, up, up with Embark. And so I rode up with Miguel... And he explained to me kind of where Embark was, and that it was looking to open a sixth grade program. You know what he didn't know was that I was also looking for a career change at that point. Um, I was actually looking to leave education altogether uh, because I was sort of frustrated. And by the end of the by the end of that car ride up, I knew I was going to be the next educator at Embark. He he may not have known that I was thinking that, uh, but but I knew it. And about three weeks later. I signed a contract to be an educator at Embark and I've never looked back. It was, you know, incredibly serendipitous, Uh, but but this place, it seems to just have like a magnetic pull on the right people at the right time.
0: Yeah. This, I mean, it's so interesting. Um, When you think of these experiences, they're typically um, given to high school students, but you all are a micro middle school who are running not only one business, but two businesses how do you really get the students to buy in?
2: Well, there's this interesting thing. It's like people forget about middle school. It's kind of the lost you know, the lost area in education. And it's a, it's a huge missed opportunity, I think. In general, the, the period of their life that they're approaching, they want to make an impact. And they want to be taken seriously. And they want to explore the world around them and how they fit into it. And so what better way than a business to do that? And so I think the first thing that we think about is they're incredibly capable, far more capable than people give them credit for. And also when given a real, real authentic challenge, they rise. And so I think there's a space of just pure belief that we have that, Hey, we're not, we're not thinking about adolescence in the right way. We're missing an opportunity. And so I think by providing the opportunities time and time again, we see just their brilliance shine. And once you see it once, it just opens yourself up to the next idea and the next idea. And you kind of just think bigger and bigger and bigger until you're like, well, wow, like I almost forgot the way the world approaches middle school because I just have taken it for granted how great it is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Lachlan, is that true? Do you believe that middle schoolers can make a real impact?
1: Yeah, I do. And uh, I'm someone who has three older sisters. And so all my sisters went through middle school and a lot of them are like, you know what, middle school doesn't really like matter your grades, whatever. It doesn't matter nearly as much as like your high school and your college grades are going to matter. And so that's kind of how I came into middle school kind of with that mindset. But now I realized there is an opportunity to make a real impact here at Embark. And that's super empowering to feel that.
0: No, that's really great. I, I love how it has changed your, your mindset and how you reference that. Would you like to, about what do you like most um, about spending part of your day in a real business?
1: Well, I like that it makes everything feel kind of real. And, you know, it feels like everything that you're learning is actually useful. And there's a purpose to doing it, which is something that I kind of missed in um, elementary school, I think. But it really just it makes you feel like what you're doing is real. It has a purpose. And, you know, it's not just some busy work that And I feel like that makes you work harder on it because you know that it has a real impact and that it's, you know, it's exciting and it's just, it's really cool.
0: What is something you've done? What is something you've worked on that you feel like has been real or that has made an impact?
1: Um, I did a project a couple months ago. And so we were designing a new seasonal menu for Pinwheel Coffee. And so we had to create a new drink we had to test it with the community we would do um we did a lot of like price testing what's gonna work and you know how much can we charge for this and you know it just felt like you know when I'm done with this people are actually gonna come in and buy this you know and drink this which is kind of something that I've never really felt and you know people are gonna people are gonna have their lives altered by something that I'm doing in middle school you know just like what I'm doing feels like it's gonna it's gonna have an impact.
0: Ooh, what was your drink?
1: It was the orchata latte, and it's been pretty successful.
0: Nice. That's I mean, that's, what was in it? I'm I'm just a little curious.
1: Yeah, so I worked with two other students to create it, and so it's orchata, and then uh, a shot of espresso, and a little bit of milk.
2: You should tell them about the partnership. Like, where did the orchata come from?
1: Yeah, so that's a really interesting story. So we were trying to make orchata on our own, but then it turned out that it was not really realistic for us to do that and still, you know, make a profit and such. So then we reached out to a local business that's just around the corner from us, and then they offered to give us a wholesale price on the orchata, And then we were just like, you know, this is a really good idea, and we just ran with it. And now we get our sort of orchata source from them.
0: Did you know what, what chapter was before you got into this program?
1: A little bit. Um, I did have it a bit, but um, I had it like I was tasting it every day. And they were like, oh, try this, try that. And I was like,
0: <laughs> Well, I love how it is really open up your eyes to new experiences and trying new things, which is what's so great about running your own business sometimes and that mindset and Neela, I'm really interested in your experience and how this experience at Embark has um, empowered you in your own life.
3: Yeah. Are we do that, yeah. So, um, it's really like, so I came from a public school and in the last half of fifth grade, I quickly transferred to another micro school and There was like a bunch of different kids at public school and you know, like some of them are your friends, some of them you don't see at all. And some of them are in your class and they just aren't that nice. And moving to embark for middle school, I like, I didn't always have a very good experience with other kids and I wasn't very confident about myself. Um, but I think now this is my second year here at Embark and each day, like everyone is super kind and supportive here. And I think it's just like brought my confidence level up a whole ton because everyone here is very forgiving and kind
1: and supportive.
0: That's really great. And so you've learned the value of having good collaborators around you and really having a team of people who kind of push you to succeed.
3: Yeah, so um, there's been really great students, and there's also been really great educators. Um, Brian was the my first teacher at Embark, and he was always there for me when I needed. He helped me with my collaboration as I started, and really him and all the other educators really like supported me and brought me up to make me who I am now.
0: That's really great. What do you feel like has been, um, maybe the, the biggest lesson that you've learned so far, um, being at Embark?
3: Um, I think one of them would be collaborating and trusting others. Um, at my at my public school, um, You kind of, like, did the work independently. You turned it in, and that was it. But now moving to Embark, there was, like, a lot of collaboration and trust with all the other kids that I didn't really build before coming here. And so, like, as I was going every day, collaborating was kind of a challenge for me because I didn't really know how to trust others when it came to work. And I didn't really know how to, like, hand others the opportunity to go and have, like, what's the word? Like, responsibility. And so I think project after project, I got a little bit better. Brian definitely helped me a lot with this in sixth grade. And I'm working on it even more in seventh grade.
0: That's really wonderful. Mara. I don't feel like I'm talking to middle school students. You all are saying things that are really real world. um, And really, I'm really just inspired by your ability to tell your story. Um, Is this the experience that you're having at Embark? Is this what you expected middle school to be? No.
4: (laughs) Um, I I have a younger sister. So there was nobody ahead of me to tell me what middle school was going to be like. Uh, so I had no idea, like, even going to a public middle school, what that would be like, Um, but I definitely did not expect this, and uh, it was a little more believable for me, because I came from a Montessori school, where I did do a lot of hands-on learning, and I could manage some of my time, but coming here and having the ability to be able to, like, schedule my own day, and learn about what I want to learn about, and, like, experiencing these real world situations was nothing like I thought middle school would play out for me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You talk about scheduling and scheduling your own day. Is that a challenge? How do you do that?
4: Um, it's not necessarily a challenge. It can get challenging. Um, but we have mandatory meetings bigger things our educators put on our schedule and we have to go to so lessons and then we have independent work time which is free space on our calendar that we can do uh our independent work on whether that is writing or reading about what we're learning about or you know reading for fun
0: Mara, how has being part of Embark Education made you think differently about business and entrepreneurship?
4: Um, I never thought about it before. Like, I never thought it would be part of a business. Um, so there wasn't really anything to think differently about. But, like, you would see young entrepreneurs, and I'm like, I'm never going to be one of those. Um, and here I am working in the coffee shop and the bike shop on a weekly basis. Uh, and that has really changed my mind about, huh, maybe I can do some of
0: this. Yeah, absolutely. And you say you have a younger sibling, right? Yeah. Do you go home and encourage your sibling to maybe think about entrepreneurship or coming into a program like Embark?
4: Um. I mean, I totally encourage her to come to embark. I don't know if there's necessarily stuff about entrepreneurship. Like, I come home and talk about my day at the dinner table, but there's not like a always a direct uh, combination of
0: that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I'm I'm sure that. Everyone is always excited when you all come home and talk about your day because that's sometimes not what middle schoolers do, but when they're excited about what they're working on, then it makes it a whole lot easier. Lachlan, do you do the same? Do you go home? Go ahead, Mara. Uh
4: like I come home and I talk about my day and my mom says, I would I would go back to middle school if I could go to an <laughs>
0: Absolutely. It's the experience that everybody wants to have. We, we want to go to school in a way that looks like real life. Lachlan, do you have those experiences at home? Are you going home and talking about your day?
1: Um, Yeah, I do have that experience a little bit. And so what kind of is, is my sisters don't really, uh, like they kind of, are kind of, they don't really understand. Like, oh, they're kind of like, wait, so you do this a coffee job like when do you do work and so i did a lot of explaining of that but, um yeah i talked to them and they're all kind of like whoa that's so crazy you know i i was this and that and you know, this is the contrast right
0: yeah no that's awesome it's great that you all you all know, have a space to talk about it but when you think about your learning lachlan like how do you demonstrate your learning how do you show that you've learned something
1: yeah, so Embark we do these big six week projects. We'll focus on like this one kind of this one part of our learning, and so then there's always a product kind of at the end of that. And so in the latest project I did, we created these great videos that um, to go on Embark's website that were um, accurately representing our focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion here at Embark. And then you know there was the drink project where we had to create. Drink for Pinwheel, so there's always that like that final culmination, whether the in their product there, or there's like a you know a gallery or a showcase community event, but there's always something that's bigger than us and that is going to stand, you know, and it's going to affect other people, and so that's how we that's how we show that we've learned something, and we do a lot of reflecting also, just personal reflections and. Um, I always go really deep into those and try and really think about how I've changed and how I'm smarter and how I, you know, feel different about certain things.
0: How does that make you feel, Lachlan, to do things in service of others?
1: It's a great feeling. Uh, I'd like to, like, kind of talk about, we had a project at the start of the year where we hosted a community event called trick or treat on Navajo Street. And so we built a couple Rube Goldberg machines. Um, to deliver candy to the kids that we invited. And then part of it, I led uh, like a project where everybody was trying to, you know, reach out to different news organizations and everything to, um, you know, to try and get people there. In the end, it was a big success. And, you know, you feel great because you're thinking, oh, you know what? Me and all my friends, all my other students, we made this happen. And, And, you know, there's like, you know, there's a bunch of people. And every time I'm in the coffee shop And I hear somebody order an chocolate latte, um, I can kind of, I kind of smile to myself and be like, wow, no, I did that.
0: Yeah, no, that's a really, really great feeling. And Neela, you were talking earlier about how educators kind of, how your educators like Brian and others help you to kind of get to that feeling. Why or how do they play such an, why do they play such an important role in your success at Embark?
3: Yeah, I think so, like, about every week or every other week, you have a conference with them for 15 minutes, and so I really enjoy how you get to make this amazing connection with the different educators, especially the one that you're having the conferences with, and so right now, or for the rest of my time here, Brian is my advisor, and so all the different kids have different advisors. And it's really great because for 15 minutes, they're always focused on you. And you just make this amazing connection through all of them. And with the connections, you're there then now more open to them and you're willing to have them help you. And I just think that the connection is a big thing here in Embark, and it's really great.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, um, and I'm sure through those connections, like you were speaking about earlier, you learned how to collaborate, how to trust. It's so nice to be able to have an adult in the building um, that you could go to. Um, what do you think? What do you think is, I guess, most important um, about that relationship with your advisor? Like, why is that so valuable to like where you started and where you're going?
3: Um, yeah, I think it's really important because with the connections you get, there's always like, they're always there for you. They know how you work. They know like when you may need support. And I think that the connections here are very valuable because everyone here understands like when you may need help or when they can like support you and I think that with the more connections you have the easier and better support you get from your peers and others and especially from the educators the more connections you have just overall the easier it is.
0: Yeah absolutely Brian you have to be so proud of these students, um, not just the ones that are sitting there, but even the ones that are quote unquote sitting behind the curtain and the community that you're able to build in the school and outside of the school, how do the businesses that you all run with the coffee and the bike shop, how does, how do those business really foster a sense of community?
2: Well, I think at a mark when we think about who an educator is, what an educator is, really expanded that definition to think about who are these adults that are impacting young people's lives. And man, we are just so fortunate to have such an incredible team of baristas and mechanics who, you know, when they enter, like the students, like the educators, they don't really know exactly what they're signing up for either. And you just, you watch the connections happen, you know, you use that word and I think it's right. These these connections happen between different adults and different students. And it's just incredible to see the way those relationships make everybody feel included and welcomed. Uh, both, you know, I think our learners do just as good of a job making the adults feel welcome as the adults do making the learners feel welcome, you know, and, and in that, in that way, everybody's learning from everyone all the time. And we really just don't have that hierarchy. You know, there's a, that's something I've never experienced before. I think a lot of people like to talk about, you know, creating a more, um, you know, a less hierarchical world. And I think we really have that here. It's it's very rare when you see somebody using a position of authority uh, because we just believe that everybody has authority and agency. So, you know, I would say the shops, we just, we we just love, we love who the baristas and mechanics are, and they often make connections with learners in ways that, you know, sometimes we can't because we don't have those things in common. So it's just, it's a really cool opportunity.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go back to that student agency for just a second, because you you just did something that I think is really important. You removed the student label, and instead you talked about the work that they're doing as baristas and mechanics. How important is it for students to be able to see themselves in those positions by giving them those labels? What does that do for their identity and their sense of pride?
2: Yeah, I think you you can, you can, see visible transformations happen within within a moment honestly you know there's you see how of course we know this as adults we wear different hats in different places and locations but then those things into other aspects of our life so when i walked in this morning i saw a student an eighth grader behind the bar and a typical customer wouldn't have even thought twice about it because this eighth grader carried herself in such a mature way now i can tell you that as a myth creator i've had to be, i've had to have some stern conversations with her and I'm like, what are you doing right now she it's almost like there's this there's this wall that she crosses and she goes behind uh behind and, and she's a different person and but but the reality is they're not separate you know that's all within her and i think that part of it is we get to see ourselves in different spaces and it really filters into who we who we are and who we become in ways that you might think a, uh, a typical school setting might not offer
1: you. could I add on to that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love that they can bring it Yeah, go ahead, Lachlan.
1: Yeah, so the story I'm going to tell it's about the first time that I did sure. shop shift in Framework Cycles, and I remember I was super nervous. And then I walked in, I opened the door, and the door just is open for like five seconds, and I wasn't sure. When- to like try and pull it shut, or maybe I should like wait for it or something. And now I know it's an automatic door, and it's there so that people can you know, move their bikes through it comfortably. Um, but at the time, I was just so like uncomfortable in that situation. And then I started talking to the breeze, or sorry, the mechanics, um, specifically Jake, the manager framework. And then I became a lot more comfortable in that situation. And you know, by the end of that. I was just super comfortable um, just being like, oh, you know what? I can do that one, Jake. You know, like I'll fix the brakes or something on that. And um, it was just really kind of like in that split second, I realized like "Oh, like I can do this. I can do this after Jake had kind of, you know, treated me as if I was, as if I could be there if I was.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's really great. Lachlan, do you remember like, And I'm sure like Jake didn't do like a specific thing, but do you remember any of the things that he did to help you to become comfortable in your new environment?
1: Yeah. So I remember how Jake was just kind of letting us have free reign with what we wanted to do and how much we wanted to participate in the shop shift. So personally, I wanted to be fixing bikes and I wanted to be maybe talking to customers, but Jake was just kind of like, you know what, whatever you feel comfortable with. You just you do that and I was like, all right, well, I can you know, fix the tire or something on this one. And then you kind of just merged into that situation where all of a sudden kind of, you know, you feel like you're supposed to be there and you no longer feel like, um, like, why am I here? You know, this is a business. I shouldn't be doing this. But then you feel that opportunity to be like, sink into like the real fact that, you know, you are doing actual work on an actual person's bike. And um, yeah, I think Jake was just um, trusting, trusting us.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's really great. And and Mara, you know, as we talk about the trust, like Lachlan and both Neela reference, um, or just the whole team, I guess. One of the things is just making sure that you do feel like you belong in the space and you are treated kind of like an equal or like an adult, um, so that you belong there. And one of the things that was referenced earlier was about creating your own schedules and how that helps to have that independence. Um, We were kind of talking about it, but what does that do for you to be able to walk in and to say, okay, this is what I'm working on. It might be different from uh, Lachlan's. It might be different from Neela's. But what does that mean to you to be able to understand what you need to do and then to be able to schedule your day around it?
4: Um. I think there's a big level of responsibility that comes with doing that, but it always feels good when you when you are in control of what your day looks like and uh just the end result. Like if you schedule your day badly, you're not gonna feel that good at the end of the day because you might not have gotten the work you wanna do uh done. But if, if you have a really good day and you do put breaks in there and it's like really productive, the end result and how you go home feeling is really good.
0: Did you know how to do that or did you have to learn?
4: Um, I sort of knew how to do that coming from a Montessori school where there were bits and pieces of my time that I got to fill. But a lot of it I had to learn just because Embark is so different from any other experience I've had.
0: No, that's really great. Neela, why should students come to Embark?
4: Um, I think
3: that there's a big, like, learning piece and responsibility that you're going to take into the world. Like, in the world, you're not going to have someone saying, okay, this is what you're going to do, this is when you're going to do it, and this is who you're going to do it with. And I think that, like at Embark, it's just a real great thing because you're taking the time for yourself and you're learning for yourself. And you're doing all the things either with a partner or with an educator, but like crafting it and scheduling it like on your own. And I think that it's just a really important piece that will be really helpful in the later time when you are actually like older and crafting more things for yourself you're gonna have an idea on how to do it
0: that's great and i love that you said in the later time and not in the real world because you all are doing things right now that are very real world and i love how you were able to say i'm also going to need this later but i'm also learning it now that's really great brian where can people go to learn, to figure out more about what you all are doing at Embark? Great question. So
2: the first the first place is to come in, you know, come hang out. At, if you're in, if you're ever passing through Denver, we have a beautiful coffee and bike shop, Pinwheel Coffee and Framework Cycles, and you love having guests just pop their heads in our spaces, talk with any learner. These these three happen to be here today. Really, we feel confident that all all of our students could, could sit in this chair or speak with any that comes through. So I think the first thing is in person is always, a, you know, come on in. The second piece would be we, our website has a, a fair amount of information. As Lachlan was saying that the learners are adding more and more to it. So embarkeducation.org. And then I think, you know, for educators, we are uh, building out our educator-facing programming, uh, which is going to be exciting. So keep an eye out for that. It is going to be under, under the umbrella of Embark Education, but it'll be called Iterative. Uh, so that will all be located at embarkeducation.org and you know throughout the next five weeks all of the learners that are participating in this learning experience hopefully will be finding their voice and the voices that are meaningful to them so you know maybe they won't even have to come find us because come to find you
0: Yeah, no, that's really excellent. I I have a feeling that after this podcast, you're going to have a lot of visitors. So Neela, Mara, Lachlan, get ready, start making up a bunch of drinks because they're headed your way. So thank you so much, all of you all for being here today and for being shining examples of what not just middle schoolers, but all students can do when you just give them the space and the confidence um, to to really believe in themselves. So thank you all.
2: Thanks for tuning in to the Getting Smart podcast today. We want this podcast to be actionable, insightful, and a great way to learn about what's next in learning. In order to stay on the cutting edge, we need people in the field to tell us what they're hearing, what they're wanting, and what they're needing to learn more about. Got a topic or a guest in mind? Send your recommendations to me, Mason at gettingsmart.com. And if you like what you're hearing, don't forget to leave a review in Apple Podcasts or subscribe wherever you listen. Feel free to share the podcast on social media using the hashtag GSPodcasts. Thanks so much.